till we couldn't shake no more. We got down on our knees when cancer knocked at our door. We got kicked in the ass. We gave lots of sass. Oh, when it rains, it falls into this half full glass. Oh, thanks, cancer. Thanks, cancer. Thanks, cancer. Victories in the dark. Hi, I'm Mimi Hall. And I'm Leanna House. And you're listening to Thanks Cancer. We are two cancer friends. And we're not doctors. We're not nurses. We're not shrinks. We're not psychics. We're not shamans. No, and cancer is pretty hard, too. I mean, cancer is a little hard. You might hear some swearing words in the episode. Ben, we hope you'll enjoy it. This is the podcast we wish that we had when we were going through our treatment. So today, I feel like a social butterfly, Mimi. Mariposa. (laughs) Because I made friends friends on Twitter, which is hard to do. Like, it is so hard to make friends online. It's so hard to make friends when you're going through cancer treatment because it's so isolating. But I found two great friends on Twitter, and one of them likes biking without a destination as much as I do. So today we have Vivian and Anna with us. Vivian was the first one who was already doing breast cancer haikus. So I actually think Vivian originated the breast cancer haikus. Did you do breast cancer haikus before I did? You did. You introduced me to the haiku. I I followed you on Twitter (laughs) and you followed me back, which, which I was very shocked about because it was very hard to connect with any cancer people on Twitter at that time. Or anyone. People act yeah, like sure. likes are a big deal. Yeah. People like don't give you likes on Twitter, right? Or sometimes even a follow. <laughs> you could follow somebody and who knows why they don't even follow you back. Twitter doesn't give a shit about you. No. Is what I've learned from Twitter. But um, I, when I started on Twitter, I fell in with like the poetry people because the poetry people, like I can kind of get, I mean, I'm an English major. And I started writing haikus about breast cancer because what else do you do, mm. right? And I had someone like start haikuing me back. And I was like, this is really cool. So we would have whole conversations in haikus. She was very excited. I remember her talking about it. She's like, I have a new breast cancer haiku friend. And I was like, whoa, what are the chances? (laughs) I mean, I was totally excited. I was like, wow, she gets it. This is, I can totally get into this haiku stuff. This is my thing. Well, and now you do the haikus more than I do the haikus. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we've gotten at least one more person to do the haikus. Yes, there are a few now that that will engage. So me and Vivian are also bike friends because it is so hard to find people that will just get on a bike and just go wherever we end up. Well, you know what? It's also hard to find people that will go out and meet somebody on Twitter. (laughs) So so I have to say that I'm pretty proud of us. This is basically an impossible situation. Yeah. Thanks, Cancer. We we stepped out of our comfort zones. We definitely did. I could have been a total weirdo, Vivian. We could have all been mass murderers. Who knew? Hey, there's there's still there's still time to So through Vivian, her best Twitter friend, and I wasn't jealous at all, was someone named Anna, who like was always, they were always chatting together all (laughs) secretly, and I'm like, what are they talking about? 
So I met Anna, who I just met tonight, um, because she's in town for a conference, getting educated as a patient. Because because I coaxed her to come to town for this conference. (laughs) Oh, you're you're kind of an instigator. I'm the instigator. She is the instigator. She sent me this link. What is the conference (laughs) that you're attending? Oh, it's the Harvard Lymphedema Patient Symposium. Awesome. So. And how was it? It was wonderful. Did you did you learn anything, or were you like I already know more than half of these doctors who've never dealt with this well, shit? No, well, it was doctors that do deal with it, so they you know they were lay, laying out their whole treatment plan and the process. Um, up here, they have like a multidisciplinary approach, and they really integrate all the the ladies that do people that do the massage therapy, and they do all kinds of screening and everything. And um, so it's really different from my experience where I had to kind of like dig out and piece together people to, to help me. And my person that did my sur- my surgery has nothing to do with my physical therapy team. So in two separate places and have never interacted at all. So. Well, I'm glad that you could come into town and see the beauty that is Boston. Oh, Boston is wonderful. <laughs> I, I don't want to leave. <laughs> Especially at this season. Come back in winter and we'll show you. Um, New England does fall really well. I come from like out west in the middle of the desert and I did not realize that fall existed until I moved out here. (laughs) So what are we talking about today, Mimi? Well, we're going to talk about support. How do you find support when you're going through cancer? How do you find, we've talked about this, we've touched on this, how do you find your cancer people, right? That was in our grab bag episode. That was in grab bag, and we're breaking it out, breaking it down. Well, because I I ran across someone on Reddit who was newly diagnosed, and she said that it was such an isolating experience. Mm-hmm. And um, she's in the middle of, like, the middle of the country. And how do you find your cancer people? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, good luck. <laughs> yeah. And then there's also support from your family, too. Like, a lot of us have different ranges, right? Like, some of us have friends that are going to be supportive and family members. And then others of us don't. Well, and what I found really interesting about the support is going into this experience, I thought, like, I had a list of people who I thought were going to be super supportive. And coming out of the experience, that list can be drastically different Mm -hmm. in good ways and bad ways. Mm -hmm. So when I started treatment, I have a big family. So I got a lot of support that way. But I wonder what it's like when you don't have a lot of family support. Mm -hmm. So did you have family support, Anna? Oh, no. No, I didn't have anybody. (laughs) So did you, like, go to appointments by yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I've always gone... I've always done everything by myself. Do you... Do you, like... What what's that like? Is that like because I felt when I went through my um, like appointments, it was a lot of pressure on me. So having someone else there is like a little bit taking the pressure off, and it was also a little bit easier because you know when someone else is there, it's not as I mean I guess it's still serious, but it's not as I'm not crushed under the weight of what's happening because someone else is there to like bear it with me. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. But I also think people deal with things differently, too. I mean, because I can see 
I'm someone who didn't, I lived on my own too, Anna, but then my, like, people came in to be with me. I found it good sometimes. I also found it strangling another time. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, the thing about getting back and forth, though, for your treatment is fascinating to me because that takes a lot of just physical strength, too, the being alone, I think. Yeah, but the, um, you know, I'm very fortunate where I got my treatment was only, like, four miles from my Amazing. house. So it wasn't, it wasn't a, a big commute or a big deal. It was pretty easy easy to get back and forth on my own. So when is the first time that you felt like you had support for your cancer? Oh, well, that came from Twitter. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it really did. <laughs> and how soon into your cancer journey did you find Twitter? It was... Like, were you not... tweeting from diagnosis? N- no, no. Actually, okay. I had I had another Twitter account. My original Twitter, I call I call, I refer to as my erotic poetry account. Another poem. Um, <laughs> oh I don't I don't know what to do with this information, but I'm intrigued. <laughs> and um and I had looked a, a little bit on there for you know a few things. I guess it was I had started looking around for stuff when I was considering taking Pergetta because. I was not excited about Pergetta. And I I think I like looked at a hashtag and I found there was a a woman on there. I think she was from the UK. Her name was Bonnie Fox. And there was a video where she had done a TV show. They're talking Mm -hmm. about it. She, um, she, passed on last summer but the you know she had been on Pergetta for about three years and was talking about how it was helping you know her live a live a good life and so that was the first thing I found and then I started kind of looking around and I found a person named Mel Mann had made a post now he is the longest survivor on Gleenvec or something is a is a medication for one of the blood cancers and so he was on there a lot and he um, posted this thing I want to make a survivor wall put your your picture and your story and your diagnosis on there and and I tweeted back from my erotic poetry twitter <laughs> and um <laughs> that'll get someone to <laughs> yeah <laughs> bodice ripping twitter <laughs> yes and i was really surprised at the overwhelming response mm. it got and then um he messaged me and we talked back and forth a couple of times and it was like well i don't really want this twitter to become all first of all I didn't think I had anything to say nor would anyone care but I didn't want that account to become consumed by cancer mm-hmm. so I made a second account thinking that I'll close it in a month because I, no one's going to pay any attention to me and that account just kind I I met all of you all and met so many wonderful people and everybody followed me and we you know talked back and forth and mm-hmm. I just I just connected with so many people. Well, and the thing that I like about Twitter, I mean, in normal Twitter, it's really hard to get a response when you ask a question. Mm-hmm. But in like our cancer community, I can ask a question and get three answers immediately. Yeah. So the immediacy and the ease of like communicating with the cancer community, I've found really useful. And there's not another platform that does that for me. 
we also we also kind of have a little a little bit of a I don't want to say an isolated community, but we are pretty isolated from I don't know the larger like poisonous Twitterverse, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, and it, and it is it's just amazing to see what other people go through and whatever question you have, really. I mean, you you'll get like twenty responses in 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 an hour with, and it and it's all very different, you know, because different things affect people differently. So you know, you can say, well, what you know, how how was Pergetta for everybody? And some people will say, oh, well, you know, I had diarrhea so bad I couldn't take it. And other people were like, ah, eh, a little Imodium and it worked for me, not a big deal. But it's just so amazing you know that everybody wants to lend their experience mm-hmm. and that's it's it's invaluable sure i can google pergetta and read about what it can and can't do but to have people say this is what it was like for me and be willing to share that with me was really important to me and and very powerful i've been surprised by how close i've gotten to people that i've never met mm-hmm. <laughs> like and people that i feel like really care about me mm-hmm. that's a huge deal and a huge deal to get people who get it vivian you've been involved in in real life cancer support through force how do you think that in real life force cancer support compares to the kind of support that you get or give on Twitter? Well, most of the, the women that I've talked to through force or, you know, as a peer navigator or just, you know, other people that have, you know, through word of mouth wanted to talk to me, they're usually just starting out in their whole cancer experience. They're, you know, they've either just found out that they're BRCA positive or they just found out that they have cancer and they're they're looking for, you know, help navigating where to go. In um, this very, like, acute phase. Yeah. Whereas seems like most of the people on Twitter are kind of in the throes of, of it all or they're finishing up. Because usually when you're first starting out, like like myself you don't even know that Twitter exists that there's a whole community on Twitter I didn't I didn't even know until I don't know maybe a year and a half after my treatment was done you know same um and and for me as far as support goes you know I'm kind of in a different category because I have two children they were eight and 12 during my cancer treatment and as much as I needed support I had to be the support for my family because I have a husband and, and children you know it's a conflicting mix I guess you could say being having to be the support while you need support and and how do you make that happen how do you, you burn know? the candles on both ends right and so Twitter you know when I finally was able to connect with you Leanna you were the mm-hmm. kind of the the gateway to opening things up I am the gateway drug <laughs> I had I had followed people on Twitter you know cancer people but mm-hmm. I don't know there was there was no interaction there was no you know connection and then when we started doing the hike I was like, wow, this is so great. And then, then Anna <laughs> kind of joined in the mix and, and the ball got rolling from there. And, and it was, it was just the best support, you know, that, that I had. So do you think Vivian, that the cancer community that we have now, that I think is like a really good cancer community on Twitter, like when I ask questions, like I get answers and there's a bunch of chats. Do you think that existed before we started? Like, are we the core of the cancer community on Twitter? Jesus. We're gonna start playing more. <laughs> well, 
I would definitely love to take part of the credit for that. You know, I didn't see it there before us, so I can't really say that that it was or wasn't there. But you know, I'm willing to to be part of that. You know what? And any hate, I will totally take it. I will totally yeah. take it. I started cancer support Twitter. Fight me! I'll fight all of you. <laughs> so as I like have dealt with this newly diagnosed person that I found on Reddit, which like you should not look for cancer support on Reddit. Cancer support on Reddit is kind of like okay, so they is it have mean. No, okay, so <laughs> Reddit, Reddit is, is mean Reddit is mean. Reddit is terrible, Reddit but is Reddit is like a forum of a bunch of little forums. So most of what happens on Reddit is people post like these. I don't want to say awful things, but people are like, oh, my uncle died of cancer and it's super depressing. And then no one likes it and no one responds. And I'm like, that's pretty depressing. But as I'm like on Reddit trying to, I don't know, I guess I'm trying to popularize the podcast. I don't know why I'm doing that. Are you trying to humanize Reddit? I'm trying to humanize Reddit maybe. But as, as I deal with these newly diagnosed people, and I want to like link them up to places where they can find support because like I can't support all you people but if you you know go to first descents or whatever it is mm-hmm. but I like I really don't know what to tell people like where do you find your cancer community mm-hmm. because it's I mean it's out there but it's like it's hard to find and it's hard to build and it's hard to it's it's very hard and can I say can I say one more thing about um, this goes back to Twitter kind of like you were talking about did we start the the cancer kind of support Twitter one thing we did start though is getting together actually with cancer <laughs> peeps or can chums or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Right. We mm-hmm. are the first ones to do this. IRL. And so yeah. I would say to anybody listening to this, get out there, meet, meet these people that you yes. connect with on Twitter yeah. because just interacting with people on Twitter is, is good. It's cool. It's great. But getting together, nothing beats that. That is, yeah. that is the way to go. Like the in real life connection. The real yeah. life connections. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, did you meet me before you met Anna? I met you first. Mm-hmm. Yep, but I was I was scheduled to meet her just a few weeks after I met you. So I already knew that. Yeah. I, was, I already knew that that was coming. <laughs> and was that something that you did with intention too? That you said, you know what, I like I love these women and I want to meet them. Like I wanted, like I like I'm gonna do this. When I went on to Twitter, no, I had no intentions. Mm-hmm. I I would never have connected with anybody on the internet before you know. the diagnosis. Before the no, before I. Um, um, before I um, met Leanna, right? You know, right. it was just that we connected and and we messaged each other, right. and we both wanted to meet each other. And we're roughly you know, we were kind of shy about, right. you know, do you ever want to get together? <laughs> I know, we, I don't like, remember that. I would love to get together, you know, and and it just happened, and we cool. met, and and you know, it, it it leads to other things, and it, it does, and we formed a great friendship, and and mm-hmm. Anna too. I was mm-hmm. like, I was like. Do well, you, you know, I, my brother lives somewhere near yeah, you. Do I would, you live, you know? I put pictures of Antietam Battlefield yeah. up on there. And you had commented on how good it looked. And so I replied back, well, if you're ever in the area, I'll take you for a hike. <laughs> and did you expect her and, to come? No. <laughs> and then 
And then, then she messaged me and she says, well, I kind of will be. I'm kind of often in the area. So Amazing. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're an instigator, Vivian. I am. I am. But I would encourage anybody, if it's possible, you know, meet, meet yeah. up, yeah. be safe, be safe. Yeah. <laughs> but, but definitely meet. Meet somewhere public. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's true. There's something about, I mean, that's our friendship formed in the meeting after the support group. I mean, the support group was fine, but it felt almost medicalized in a way and like just like, embarrassing. Very to sterile. Stiff. And it was sort of the conversations that we were having after that meeting that were the really, int- to me, that was the stuff I wanted in my fantasy support group, you know, but it was. Am, am I your fantasy support you're group? You're my fantasy support group. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our first protocol is obviously like get out there and like meet people in real life sure but maybe maybe the first protocol is get out there okay get out there and then you know subset meet in real life okay yeah because a lot of people like when i first got diagnosed i didn't like i wasn't public on any of the social media or anything else which is totally fine and everyone deals with it differently but when you are open about it you give people the chance to play with you and interact with you and I'm very playful. Yeah, she is. You guys <laughs> do totally cancer is. haikus. <laughs> You've got some erotic poetry. In I know. I know. I want to read your erotic poetry. <laughs> no. Well, the stuff that I wrote was more like heartbreak poetry. Love, oh, she wrote some doozies sonnets. just on her regular Twitter page. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pay more attention. I'm gonna start to pay more attention. Uh, do we have any other protocols? My protocol is you should travel Mm. because if you stay where you're at, then you'll only meet the same old boring cancer people and not meet Mm. the cancer people who are in other areas. Yeah, who might really be your your thing. Yeah. Who might be your soulmate. So be open to traveling to cancer people. Yeah, and I think it's worth it to make that effort. I mean, you know, to to go to the seminars, to, mm-hmm. to meet the friends, to meet the people. I mean, I think that's something we all kind of, we were talking earlier about things that are bucket lists that we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just, it's so important to enjoy life, to remember why we're, we've gone through this struggle, I think. And you meet people with commonalities, like, you know, I, I like, I like adventure sports, like zip lining and, and rock wall climbing and ropes and, and I snow met tubing. and snow tubing and I Cl- met Anna climbing, climbing ropes, and we yeah. went snow tubing together mm-hmm. and we zip line together mm-hmm. and maybe someday she'll take me skydiving with yes. her. <laughs> next, next summer we're going skydiving. And then Leanna and I did awesome bike riding so proud of our bike riding but, they did the yeah. bike ride just to tell our listeners because i sent liana off that night with some waterproof pants because it oh was no that, that wasn't that, that one. One. oh that wasn't that, that one wasn't that was okay. another was friend. crazy bike ride sorry, yeah. liana, <laughs> sorry you're not the only one liana this i see that now <laughs> oh my oh, no. Oh, no. that was the midnight marathon ride and that was with my other cancer friend betty who i saw last night protocol number three don't get jealous of other cancer. <laughs> <laughs> you can have lots that's, of cancer. That's totally fair. I am I am not exclusive. I am a polygamist I'm cancer polyamorous friend. Cancer. I am polyamorous I, cancer. I am too. <laughs> 
<laughs> Erotic polyamorism. Oh my god. <laughs> all right. So is that is that all of our protocols? I feel pretty good about those protocols. I feel like we're ready to start a weird cult. I know. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> well, thanks, Anna and Vivian, yeah, for like guys. hanging out and talking yeah. on the podcast. Okay. Our, our first our first episode with two people. Yeah, this was exciting. Yeah. I hope the sound is okay. But should should well, we give our Twitter handles? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. If you if you want to give your Twitter, have Twitter handles. So I am strong mom at fun two kids mom. I don't know the best way to say that. And if you if you at strong mom, there's this really nice lady (laughs) that is not Vivian. (laughs) And I have done that on so many occasions. I'm like, like, are we ready to ride? And this random Twitter woman is like, no, that is not me. I don't know who you're trying to get on. It's wrong numbers on Twitter. If she showed up for one of your bike rides, she should. Strong mom, if you're out there. (laughs) And and Anna, you know what? I I don't even know what mine is. That's awesome. Some, some at unclaimed Anna. Unclaimed too, Anna too. Yeah. Un, is that what? Is that who I am? I think that's. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't know who, who I am either. <laughs> I am. I'm Anna at unclaimed Anna too. And as always, we're at thanks cancer. Yeah. Thanks, Cancer. Thanks, Cancer. Well, thanks to thanks you guys for coming over and doing this with us. And thanks, Cancer, for bringing us together. Thanks, Cancer. That was our episode. Thanks for listening to Thanks, Cancer. If you guys enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you would give us a review on iTunes or Google Play. And you can find us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook at Thanks, Cancer. And please, we'd love to hear from you your stories. Your protocols. Exactly. Advice that you have to share with the community. So send us your audio files at info at thanksCancer.com. Well, the traffic stopped you lay on the horn and you ask yourself, where is my cancer unicorn? But we're at the gate with your cancer card. We're your passport date. Cause cancer. Trees in the dark. <laughs> <laughs>